What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and I am back with the top five bets for the week in the world of mixed martial arts. And uh, there's two main events this weekend that I want to talk about here today at PFL Europe Finale, which is going down in my home country here of Ireland, which I will be uh, traveling up to here in the next couple of days. So I'm looking forward to that as uh, as always. And uh, the UFC card over in, uh, I believe it's the UFC Apex. I said it is indeed uh, with uh, Song Yudong against uh, Chris Gutierrez in the main event, a fight which is actually like pretty good fight. We'll talk about that later on, but it just, I don't know. It's one of those ones you hear it, Song Yudong versus Chris Gutierrez. Like, that's the main event. It's like, it's, I, I, I don't know. I'm not against either of those two. As I said, I, actually, I like the, both of them and I, I think it's a good fight. But yeah, just it, it doesn't shout main event to me and I think to probably a lot of people. But anyway, we will get to that uh, in, in course. Um, last week, let's have a look back at that before we get to next week. Uh, again, a kind of a 50 50 week. We've been having a few of them. Recently, which is is not too bad. Uh, I gave you Drakkar close to win, and he he did with. Uh, I think spoiler maybe for another show, but I think that's knockout of the year. I think it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I was really mad with my kind of Turner and Green pick. Picked them to go to a decision, and I remember if you remember last week, I said I thought Turner would win, but you know the short notice and the five rounds for Green and all. I thought that might kind of turn it, you know, slightly in Green's favor, but no, absolutely Turner showed uh, his class, and uh, he is a really good fighter. And sometimes you forget, like Sean Brady, another one of my bets from last week. Sometimes people forget how good he actually is, and he got in there with the win at uh, plus, uh, sorry, at minus one eighteen too. So two good wins there, and then uh, Rob Font lost as well. Very. Um, very disappointing showing from Rob Font um, I think it's a great fight for Figueredo to kind of get back I, I don't actually think Figueredo was was as good as he can be as well so a great win for him and hopefully it gives him the um, the confidence to, to get back to his best so 2-2 two and two on those and then the flyer didn't hit, which was Darius inside the distance, which uh, absolutely didn't hit. <laughs> that was the farthest thing from hitting uh, possible. But we uh, we go again, and we go to this week, and we look ahead to uh, the two big cards. Um, the overall record as we stand is 86 of 171. Uh, no, sorry, 86 of 173. I just, I, I can't add much. I, I actually, I probably should go through all of these because there's definitely a mistake there somewhere. But that's that's about right. 86 of 173, uh, which is, you know, gone on for uh, for 50%. And then we've hit 13 flyers overall out of 43, which is, you know, not a, ma- a major percentage, but they are flyers a lot of the time. Although this week, not as, not as big a flyer as uh, as normal because with, the, with these cards... Especially like the European cards, but also like a lot of the Apex cards I'm finding now recently. The odds, and I've said this before, but the odds are coming out so late, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. There's no time for say, people like me. Who, I, ideally, I'd love to record on a Monday and have the week for people to watch this show, but the odds just don't come out. Uh, and uh, and that's that. That's, that's all we can do with it, I suppose. But that's what we have, and that's what we will go with. Um, so I'm going to start with my PFL bets. I have three bets from PFL, and then I have two bets from the UFC. So the first bet of the week I'm going for is, honestly, and if you look at the PFL card, this might be the uh, the closest fight on the night, uh, or, or the one that maybe a lot of, uh, especially the, the, the crew here in Ireland, would be talking about being close. But I'm going for Andreas Binder to win at plus 140 in his fight with Daniele Schettisi. Um... And 
I watched, obviously I did the preview for this, uh, a couple of previews for this card, and I watched, obviously I've seen a lot of Skatizi and, and Binder as well, but watched a bit back over him. And do you know what? It's one of those fights, I think, both guys are good, solid fighters. Like Skatizi is 19 fights deep into his career now. You know, he's had some losses, he's had some wins, he's beaten Davi Gallon, which I thought was a, a really good win. He's, you know, he's been in there with the likes of Jaral Al Shalawi, who, you know, we've seen obviously in the PFL before as well, the likes of Alfie Davis, who's a very good fighter, even Marvin Vittori back in 2015. So this is a guy who's been in there with a lot of good fighters, has the experience, and we, we know what he's about. You know, he's a good striker, he... You know, he can wrestle offensively, defensively. He can look, he can do it all. He's a good, solid fighter with a twelve and seven record. And I think kind of that shows what type of fighter he is. He'll you know, he'll win most of the time and he lose some of the time. Uh but I that's I'm in no way criticizing him or anything. He's a good, good, solid fighter, right? Andres Binderdin on the other side of it, he's twenty seven years of age, eight and one, and he's also a good solid fighter, but he is one maybe more at the start of his career than Skitizi. Although, you know, he's been a pro now for, what, four years, is it? Come, yeah, go, coming up to, 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 actually over four years now. Um, he started his uh, fight off with a, or his career off with a, a no contest. But, you know, before that, I suppose people might know, or people, maybe people do know, uh, he's the only man to ever beat Ian Gary. He beat him as a... Um, as an amateur, a close split decision. Oh, if Ian Gary's listening to this, leave me, leave me alone. <laughs> but you know, it was definitely, but a good competitive close fight. But that's in the past anyway. I don't think a lot of people are uh, are talking about that these days. But what he has shown in his pro career is he is a hard hitter. He will take chances. He will. Uh, go to promotions where they'll give him, you know, tough enough matchups like your father asked him. Ackman, the same as Ian Gary fought, a former UFC guy, fought G. Anderson Castro, who's a good fighter. You know, he's fought Aiden Lee in his last fight, fought Chris Stringer. Good, solid tests in, you know, places that I'm sure aren't paying a load of money and aren't, you know, the, the normal, I suppose, route to the UFC, route to PFL, route to wherever you might want to go to. But... He has shown that he can get wins. He's shown that he's willing to fight for the opportunity, and he's done a great job of it over the last couple of years. And I think he's gained the respect of uh, of a lot of people on the Irish MMA scene and everything like that. So, I I think you've put them skill for skill, not not similar in terms of fighters or anything like that. You know, Binder probably a little bit of a harder puncher, a kind of a longer guy. He's uh, down now at. Um, at lightweight from welterweight, if I'm not mistaken, for this one, yeah, I think he went down uh, maybe a couple of fights ago. But he's down anyway for this one. But he's a big guy, you know, six foot tall against Skatizi, five ten. Not too much of a difference in it, but still, that that will work, I think, in his favor. But the reason I'm giving it is not that it's not a, you know it's not a technical reason, it's not a tactical reason or anything like that. The reason I'm giving it, well, first of all, I like the price at plus one forty, and second of all, I just. I just think this is, you know, we have these graph fights in in uh, in MMA all the time, right? And sometimes only one guy is on a side of the graph. Sometimes one guy's going up and one guy's going down. I don't think that's necessarily the case here. I do think one guy's gone up in terms of Binder, but for Skatizi, he's probably like, you know, just about in his prime now. He probably has another few years in his prime. Who are you picking in that fight? That's, that's kind of my question here. Like, are you going to pick the up-and-comer... The guy who is getting his first real big opportunity, or the guy who you know who's had opportunities down through the years, and 
I, I, I don't know if I, I've been thinking this over the last few days, but I, I don't know if it's true or not. Maybe people in the comment section can, can let me know, but I, it feels like this might be a little bit of a step down for Skitizi. Like, and he fought in Bellator a good few times. As I said, I mentioned some of his wins he's had. When you beat the likes of Davy Galan, you're probably talking about being close to the rankings or going that way anyway. And now he's on the undercard in PFL Europe. You know, which, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when you're talking about going towards the Bellator title and then you're on the undercard in the PFL Europe, that's, you know, if you are if you ask me, you know, after he'd beaten Davy Galan, you know, and he was 3-1 in his last three fights, if he was to go to PFL, where would he be? I would think maybe he'd be going to the PFL and being in the tournament, you know, in the, in the main PFL tournament. Now, maybe this is just a fight to, to keep active and maybe that's where he will be if he wins. But at the same time, I, I'm not sure that's the case. I don't think PFL, and uh, credit to them f- for this, this is not a criticism or anything, I don't think they're necessarily giving guarantees to that. Oh, you're definitely going to be in the tournament next year unless you're, you know, who, whoever you might be, unless you're a big sign or whatever. Right? So I think it's it's a massive fight for Skitizi, but it's... Almost like a bigger fight for Binder because Katizi's had to start the fight before. Uh, this is Binder's first massive opportunity, and he look what he looks to me is like a guy who's ready to take it, you know. And it doesn't matter if it would have been Skitizi or whoever it might have been, if he'd have gotten a chance in the UFC, if he got a chance in Bellator, in Cage Warriors, wherever it might be, to have a big fight. I, I feel like he's he's just about ready now. The other side of it, some people get the jitters, some people get the nerves. His first fight in the in the tree arena and the big arena like this, it's a lot different, you know, from fighting in LFL or fighting in, in uh, Clan Wars or whatever it might be. It's it's a massive opportunity for him, but I'm picking him to rise to the occasion. I'm going for it a plus one forty in in what I think will actually be a pretty good fight, and I think um I I think that power might be the difference in in a close decision, possibly. So, plus 140, Andreas Binder is the first pick of this week. Um, Honestly, we'll get to the rest of the bets in in PFL in a second, but there's a lot of fights that I'm really unsure of on this card. I've talked about it, and I'll do a PFL Europe review at the end of the year, but uh, this PFL Europe... um, you know, lineup has been really good, like really, really, really good. Uh, and I, I hope people realize that they've put together something. And I wouldn't say it like if they hadn't, I'd just ignore it or whatever. But they've put together something that's fantastic. Like the, the level of fighters they have gotten that maybe are unknown to a lot of people. But I've watched all these guys, watched Tab and all of them for the last, you know, eight or nine months or whatever it is. And there's some r- real talent here. And I don't. I, I think none more so on the next fight I'm going for in a division that maybe we didn't think there would be, but it's the light heavyweight division. And I'm going for Simeon Powell, and he's minus 163 uh, as I look at it here. Let me just get an update now, let me, let me, just just in case it's uh, it's moved or anything. But, um, yeah, I believe uh, I believe that is the correct price. Plus, or sorry, minus 163. Um, you know, Powell is just such... Uh, a good fighter like he's a really 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 good fighter and a minus 163 I, I I think you rarely get fighters that good <laughs> at that price if I'm being honest this it, you know these divisions in, in PFL Europe I said it on the, the preview and if you haven't seen the preview show please check that out but I don't think they were necessarily built around the fighters apart from Powell to to a certain degree, but definitely to the Sheva, which we'll talk about shortly. But it 
it did feel a little bit like it was built around Powell. Like the other divisions, the lightweight divisions, the bantamweight divisions, not very much just put really good fighters in there. It's harder to do with the women's divisions, harder to do with the light heavyweight divisions. But they've managed to get themselves a fight here, which is really, really, really good. Um, so much so that I think the price of Powell is probably a little bit... Uh, def- is deflated the right word there? Yeah. It pro- it, like this should probably run maybe minus 300 instead of minus 163. Um, his opponent, Jacob Indo, is a very good fighter. He's aggressive. He throws big shots. He rushes you into a clinch. Just throws knees inside his big takedowns. He's aggressive on the floor. Very good jab, and he kind of takes his time. And if you look at his record at 7-1, he's only 27 years of age. You know, he doesn't really have the, the big names on his record, apart from Antonio, Anthony Salomone, who's a good fighter. He's been around for a good few years, and that's a good, solid win last time out. Um, but look, you know, I suppose either does Simeon Powell, but he's only 24 you know, nine fights into his career. This is the first massive big matchup for either of these guys. And it's really exciting to see. If you if you don't know Paul, he is a real talent, like a massive prospect. You know, he'd remind you of an Ian Gary maybe coming through. You know, great outside, very good pressure, long reach, good footwork, good takedown defense. But I, I say it every time I do a preview about Simeon Powell. He's good takedown defense. But how good a takedown defense can you actually be when everyone's trying to wrestle you? You know, he's such a good striker that every time he fights someone, they're trying to pull him to the ground and take him down. So it's tested all the time. Um, one part of his game, I've noticed he struggles with a little bit is body locks. But that's the sort of thing you can kind of shore up. And I'm sure he will have it shored up uh, here. But... Look, he's brilliant. Kicks to the body so well. Really good cardio after those takedowns and those clinch paddles. And um, he's such a confident man. He's just a brilliant, brilliant fighter altogether. But green at the same time. You know, he's a guy who needs to improve. He's 9-0. and He probably needs to get to, like, say, 15-0. and But he's taking on maybe the big boys in PFL. So maybe you could see him for another year uh, at this level before he moves on, which would do him the world of good, I think. Um the reason I'm going for him is is basically everything I said there. Like, I think Indo, if he is to beat him, he's going to have to do two things, and, and both of them are putting it on him. He's going to have to put it on him with strikes, and he's going to have to put it on him with wrestling. And the other side of it as well is I think he's going to have to have a real good gas tank. Because I mentioned with Paul, if he gets taken down, he gets up, he still has a good gas tank. Gets taken down, gets up, he still has a good gas tank. He's one of these guys who can keep going for a very long time. If, if you're his opponent, you probably want to test that and keep it going and keep taking out him while preserving yourself. Um, and I think maybe Indo has showed that in the past, and that's probably why his price is, is uh, a, li- a little bit lower maybe than it should be. But I think Powell has what it takes to deal with that. I really do. Like this is this is a massive fight for him because if he can pass this test, there's really... Um, you know, the sky's the limit with him. I truly believe that, but I, I think he can do it. I think he probably will get taken down in this fight, but I think he'll get back up. I think he'll stop a takedown. The tide will turn. He'll start to get the pressure, and he'll probably land a big shot. Um, And I, I, re- I truly believe in Simeon Powell, and I'm picking him to win here at minus 163. Um, the next bet is it, 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 not the best price in the world here, but... I, I think this is a, a a lock win. Maybe you want to throw this one into your uh, uh, your uh, accumulators, your parlays, and things like that. And it's uh, I'm going for Nathan Kelly. 
the main event, Nathan Kelly, uh, to win, and he's minus four fifty against Dimitri Solomonis. Um, on the previous show, I spoke about there not being that much um, tape on Dimitri, and I spoke to Nathan Kelly about it as well, and he said the same. Someone actually sent me a video of him, and it was literally. I, I think maybe only a minute or two of him, and that's the most I, I've seen so far. And I think it's enough, honestly, to pick uh, to pick Nathan Kelly. And I, there was another video of him out there as well, and I'd watched it, so I'm not going at this completely blind altogether. But in both clips, he kind of gets taken down after he shows kind of this one-two show-and-go type of striking, if you get me. If you... Show him your gin, he'll go for us, you know? But Nathan Kelly, if anyone has watched Nathan Kelly over the last while, the improvements he has made have been absolutely huge. His, his striking is coming on all the time. In his last fight, he was in a, a, bit, of a, a bit of a back and forth, which will definitely help. And his ground game is, is phenomenal. You know, the youngest ever Irish uh, BJJ black belt. Um, you saw him in his fight uh, a couple of fights ago, with uh with Zachary Hicks where he just took him down, didn't get touched for the whole fight and submitted him at the halfway point of round one. Uh this guy is is a real top fighter, one of the most improved fighters in Ireland over the last couple of years. And by the small bit I've seen of Salmus, I think if Nathan Kelly goes in there with the mindset of I'm gonna take this guy down, I'm gonna submit him, I think he probably will. And I think he'll probably be in the first round. You look at Salamis's record as well, three losses, two of them were by submission. Um, in one the first round, one in in the uh, in the second round. And it's not like a hundred years ago he got submitted in twenty twenty one. You know, and he lost his last fight as well, uh, in uh, in in uh, in October. Funnily enough, so, uh, you know, I I think everyone probably thought this is a bit of an odd main event and an odd matchup maybe, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, at that stage, anyway, I I I really like Nathan Kelly here, and that plus four fifty, I think that's a, a real good bet. Um, Alright, I will recap the rest of the PFL After I give you my last two bets These are from the UFC uh, The first one, I'm going for Khalil Roundtree And uh, his price has moved in and out uh, Over the last uh, couple of days Since this fight was announced But it is um, Plus, sorry, minus 240 uh, As we speak um, it's, As I said, it's moved around It's opened up at minus 250 Then it was kind of in Around them, I think I think I saw it at minus one eighty somewhere. It's not shown here on Best Fight Odds, but it did move in closer. It's kind of a if you look at the the graph on Best Fight Odds, it's absolutely all over the place, and that tells you all you need to know, I suppose, about the betting of this over the last while. But Kelly Roundtree's fighting Anthony Smith on short notice, and it's one of those fights where this is the time for Kelly Roundtree. He needs to get in there. He needs to take out Anthony Smith, and he needs to go on. You know, he needs to move to the next level. And I think he can do it. I, I really think he can do it. I like um, Kelly Rountree. I've always liked Kelly Rountree. Again, he's one of those guys. Uh, and, and, and I think, you know, in the main event, Song Yidong is not necessarily unlike this as well. Sometimes he comes out there and he looks the best in the world, and sometimes he just doesn't. You know, uh, we, we've seen him in there. He's only 33 years of age still, but look, he's won his last four, but you come out and you, you look at some of the names he's lost on, like Marcin Petrino, Ian Kutalaba. He shouldn't be losing to those guys. Like, he lost to Johnny Walker. Okay, anyone can lose to Johnny Walker. He's big, massive, you know, light heavyweight. He can put you out in two seconds. Same goes for Tyson Pedro. But like, you beat Melissa Spakowskis, you beat Carl Robertson, you beat Dustin Jacoby, you beat Chris Dawkins. 
you know, you probably shouldn't be losing to the lads before that. And maybe that's the end of it for him. Maybe he's turned the corner now. Maybe those four wins in a row are giving, giving him everything he needs to do. But at the same time, maybe they're not. But you would think he would be fueled by that. Like, I've beaten better guys than I've lost them. Sometimes you see that with fighters. Like, Paul Craig, I think, is another example of that. Like, Paul Craig, you look at any opponent of his and you say, Paul Craig has beaten someone better than him, but he's lost to someone worse than him. You know? And that's that's never a great sign for a fighter. But, as I said, maybe he's turned the corner. And I think he has. I think he has. He's, you know, takedown defense is very good. His cardio has improved an awful lot, I think, where he can throw all those big shots and land them. And I think... With Anthony Smith, on short notice as well, I think it's going to be harder for Anthony Smith to be the I'm never going to get finished, tough as hell Anthony Smith. I really, really do, really do. Like, he's been finished four time, 14 times in his career, okay. But he's not one of these lads you just think is, you know, going to go out there and it's going to be easy to finish him or anything like that. Um, But maybe on short notice, as I said, that helps a little bit. I, I expect this to be... Um, Roundtree going out and trying to land his shots and Smith trying to be maybe a more technical fighter on the feet, maybe longer, throw a jab out there and go for a few takedowns. Um, and I, I just think Roundtree will win that matchup. I, now, I often underestimate Anthony Smith, I'll be honest. He's one of those guys, I look at him and I think I think a lot of guys should beat him and they don't. Like, they don't. And, and, and you know, there's, there's guys, I, I see him going in there with like Ryan Spann a couple of times, Jimmy Crude even. Um, you know, Gustafson back in the day, and they don't beat him like some guys do, obviously. But I that'd be the one worry for me. But at the same time, I I believe Roundtree has turned that corner. I think he's going to land the big shots, and I think he's going to uh, get the win here. Um, the price not not amazing, but I, I'm going for it anyway. I'm going for a Kelly Roundtree to win here. Right, the main event in the flyer of the week. I'm just going for Chris Gutierrez straight up. He's plus 300 straight up to win uh, against Song Yedong. And look, if you're giving me a, a straight price on both of them, uh, plus 100, I'd probably pick Yedong. But I think Gutierrez has shown in his last few fights that he has it in him to beat some of the best guys. Now, look, he went in there against Pedro Munoz and he lost. He, look, he knocked out Frankie Edgar, and he was on a great run before that. You know, the, the Frankie Edgar knockout, obviously, you know, it's a, uh, a very, uh, <laughs> um, how would you say it? We'd have to explain why that's not as good a win, I suppose, as maybe people would make out. But Gutierrez does two things, I think. He's a good, efficient fighter who can go to a decision and win a decision. He's won, won plenty of them in his career. 10 decisions, half his fights have gone to a decision. But he can also, like, knock you out. You know, that flying Ian Frank Yeager, he landed, I think, a spinning back fist. Uh, before that, he's won by TKO leg kicks. He's submitted lads. You know, he's ways... and oh, Submitted lad, he's won submission. But he's ways of getting you out of there as well. And when you're picking a flyer, an underdog, that's the sort of thing you like. And also... When you're picking against a guy like Song Yedong, who's 20 and 7, like Song Yedong to me at 26 years of age, it's funny It's funny to think he has seven losses. You know, he's lost, you know, he's lost to Corey Sandhagen last time out and it was Kyler Phillips back in 2021 before that. And there's a draw thrown in there as well. And, you know, a lot of them before that were on the, the regional scene and whatnot before he got to, um, before he got to Team Alpha Male. Um, 
But I do think Song Yilong at times can kind of blow hot and cold. You know, it took him five rounds to get Ricky Simone out of there. You know, um, Marlon Moraes landed a few shots at him before the, the, the fight ended like that. He went to a split decision with Casey Kenny two years ago. Like, you know, I, I, I really like Song Yilong. I really think that he is a guy who could go to the next level, but I'm not sure if he will or is going to the next level. I'm really, I'm really, really, really not sure. And Gutierrez is the type of guy that could catch him. He really good. Now, this is a flyer. As I said, I'd probably pick Song Yidong if this was a straight-up bet. But I like the fact that Gutierrez will go for it. I like the fact that he'll say this is an opportunity and he'll try to take it. And Song is going to have to be on form. Like, this is a main event as well, so I'm sure he will be up for it and all that. But unless you are in f- on form... It won't be an easy night. I, I really think it won't be an easy night. And Gutierrez is the type of guy, as I said, who could take advantage of that. So, the Flyer of the Week, plus 300, Chris Gutierrez. All right, let's look at some of the other bets from um, the two cards. Uh, I look at the UFC first. The, the straight-up price, as I said, uh, plus 300. He's plus 275, plus 280 in other places. Um, minus 350-ish. For Song Yudong there in that one. Uh, as I said, the props aren't out yet, so we'll, we'll have to look at him later in the week. Uh, Suma Dejari is the underdog at plus 250 against Alan Nascimento, minus 325. Uh, I, I'd push that in a little bit. I think that should be a little bit closer. Um, with Smith and Roundtree in, as I mentioned. Uh, Roundtree's actually minus 230 here, I think, on one card. So that's a that's a better price, Anthony Smith. Plus 190. Jamie Malarkey, Hackbrass. I was looking at this one as well. Plus 170 for Malarkey. I like that price. Like, Hackbrass is one of those guys as well. When he shows up and he's good, he's very good. But so he doesn't always. He really doesn't always. So I, I like Malarkey. I see him plus 180 here in one place. I'd probably go for Malarkey in that one, to be honest. Uh, Muniz and Park. Um, that's Is that light heavyweight? Let me just check. No, it's middleweight. So Park. Yeah, oh yeah, Park is, is, uh, is that middleweight. I, I like both of these guys, to be honest. I like Park. Park is the guy who I think is probably making most out of what he has over Muniz, who it feels like had it all, and then was like, mm, wait, no, this is not happening for him. And this is a massive opportunity for him to turn that around, but I don't know. Uh, this is probably one I'd avoid. Probably just about pick Park. Uh, Kidin Song, Kevin Jusset. I like Jusset at that. Minus 160. He was really one I was thinking about. I, I think that minus 160 is a very good price. And Jusset, I'd be going for that. Um, and then there's another few fights there as well. Stephanie Egger is the underdog against Luana Santos. Tatsu Tiara, definitely have him in a parlay maybe or something at minus 500. It's a bit of a, a big one for a, a straight up bet. But I, I really like him in that fight as well. Um... There actually, there's a, an octagon card as well this weekend. Um, just one or two fighters from that. Samuel Bark, really, really, really good fighter, knockout artist. He's minus one six three. I like that price on him. Um, Keita is there, one of their biggest stars. He's fighting against um, uh, Nico Sam Sundis, uh, and he's a minus five forty nine favorite. But definitely one to keep uh, an eye on there over in uh, Octagon, who are putting on some good stuff. The famous Ivan Bushinger is on this card as well, who's done a, a great job since, obviously, that big McGregor fight a few years ago, and he's won most of his fights there, so he's a minus 110 favourite in uh, in his fight over there. Um, so the PFL, 
And I'll, I'll run you through the prices here for some of the big fights. We talked about Binder Skatizi plus 140 minus 188 for Skatizi. Uh, Dakota Dicheva minus 1408. She is in the betting here, and that uh, that's probably just about right. Plus 600 for Skatizi. But Skatizi only three fights into her career. Everyone in SPG talks about her being a, a real talent. So it'd be interesting to see how that uh, goes. But look, you'd have to favor Dicheva that one. Uh, the toughest fight for me of the night to pick is, is Franz Malambo against uh, Kursha Kakarov. Minus two fifty for Kakarov, plus one seven five for Franz. Um, I, I think look, it's it's right for Kakarov to be favoured after he beat Ali Taleb last time out. Franz's two performances haven't been amazing, but he was out for a good long time. Like, will they have knocked the rust off him? Like, I think Franz at his very best, absolutely can win this fight and absolutely can beat most people in the world. I think at the weight class, uh, but it's just it's been a tough time over the last while for Franz getting fights in the ring, but. Is he if he's back to his best? I think this could be a rip roar of a fight. Um, you know, I don't know. I I don't know who's going to win that one. I think the prices are just about right there for whoever you pick. Um, so yeah, uh, Lewis McGill and Evans, very interesting matchup between Wesley Maya. Wesley Maya's uh, his record isn't as good uh, as he is as a fighter. Um, minus three fifty for McGill and Evans. It's probably just about right as well. But I I think that's one of the ones I would avoid a potential. Like, I don't think you want to bet on a fight at minus 350. That is a potential, you know, banana skin. So I'd avoid that one. Uh, Dominic Wooding, then, he's a short notice opponent. Don't know too much about him, but Wooding is minus 549 favoured. Uh, we talked about uh, Samis and Kelly. We talked about Indo and Powell. Uh, Samis is plus 300, minus 450 for Kelly. Indo plus 120, Powell minus 163. Another extremely close fight, Kazuba and Mitchell. And the betting shows that as well, minus 120 for Kazuba, who's the favourite over the minus 110. John Mitchell, Kazuba's looked fantastic this year. Um, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably give him here, but, you know, I'm going against the Irishman, John Mitchell. But John Mitchell has shown... Great parts of all parts of his game over the last few years. And he'll be in that fight, I'm telling you. But Kazuba's looked very good this year. Tom Breeze has come back here. He's a minus 250 favourite. Minus 450 for Brett Johns. Uh, and he's come back fight here as well. And then we've Connor Hughes on the card. who's a big favourite. Minus 450 as well. And Dylan Chuk, Yazid, Kushan. Uh, Chuk is the underdog here. Minus 110, minus 120 for his opponent there. I'd, uh, I, I like Chuk's wrestling. Uh, I think the way he's been wrestling lately has been very good. And I'd probably pick him to win that one. All right, let's recap the bets um, before we go. First one, Andreas Spinder plus 140. Simeon Powell minus 163. Nathan Kelly minus 450 are my three PFL bets. Then Kelly Roundtree at minus 420. Sorry, minus 240. Minus 240. And uh, the Florida Week, Chris Gutierrez, straight up to beat Tsang Yadong at plus 300. All right, everyone, we will leave it there. If you're at the fights the weekend, you see me say hello. And looking forward to going up to, to not really looking forward to going to Dublin, but I'm looking forward to going and seeing the fights. And uh, it should be uh, it should be fun. All right, I leave it there, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in. Appreciate it. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.